great. So, is it okay if I stand here? Because it's a uh, small enough room? Yeah? Okay, so I has uh, that really good introduction to me and what I do. So I work at Open Corporates. I just want to get a sense of who is in the room. So I'm going to be the annoying person who's going to ask you to raise your hands for things. So who here knows about Open Corporates? Okay, front row. Very neat distribution of another person. So I'll explain what Open Corporates does. Um, I have a tendency to speak really fast, so if I do, uh, I have this game. Every time I speak somewhere, I, don't, I ask people to like count the number of times they can't understand me. And then we do Italian here. So that's a, that's a game we can play today as well. So as, uh, as I was introduced, I am Hera, I work at Open Corporates. And Open Corporates is the world's largest open database of company information, which means that we have very clever written programs who go out and scar the web for instances of public uh, information. So let's say in the UK, that's the company's house, which collects data about companies. But in other countries, it could be another source, another register. And it's not just, it's not just information like who the company is, name, when it was registered, um, who registered it. It's more stuff like what kind of business license does it have? What is this license to do? What is the financial licenses it has? Um, does it have any trademarks? Does it have any violations? And this is the kind of stuff that sometimes sounds really boring because when I first heard about Open Corpus, I couldn't see much use of it apart from, yeah, it would be good to do some research about somebody and you can find out like it. And then when I started learning more and more about it, it became quite clear that this, like, this is a fundamental public right having access to this information because you, it is things that our government does business, uses public money to do business, and if you can't find out who our government is doing business with, then it seems very opaque and it seems kind of like there's a reason why we can't find out. And traditionally it's just been, well, because we're the government, we need to tell somebody who we're doing business with, we act in public interest, and that's a given. But it shouldn't be a given. Because, as I'm sure Matthias has told you all the examples from uh, his work in Georgia, I don't know if you got, got into it. Nope. But, well, Matthias is an amazing work in Georgia, and he, 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 when you connect things like government contracts with open data, and you figure out that people who say they are something are actually sometimes not that. So if you do a simple thing, you go home today and look at opencorporates.com and search the name Apple. Apple is always my first favorite example. Everybody knows Apple and we know nothing about it. Apple doesn't even have a social media account. It's almost impossible to find out anything you can about Apple apart from what is reported in the news. Try searching Apple, I think you get about 1,378 results. It might be 3,378 results, either of the two, okay? So you get lots of results. And a lot of them are gonna be like Apple TNC, which could be part of Apple or not part of Apple. We don't know. But if you think about Apple as a company, it's not just a company that produces phones and laptops. They have huge contracts with uh, companies that produce those machines. They've been in the news because they've had problems in the, uh, with the extractives, because they've been using minerals that uh, are dug up by and mined by companies that have really bad practices with the labor. They sometimes do back-end deals with governments. Again, there's, uh, there have been lots of investigations in it but nothing official, and we can't do it because we don't have access to that data. So at the moment, Open Corporates has in data on 84 million companies in 104 jurisdictions. 
So those jurisdictions are things like uh, states in the US are separate jurisdictions because of their legal context. So each state is a separate jurisdiction. But in the UK, the UK is full of one. So I think about we'll have 40 countries maybe. And if you look at one of our projects, which is uh, registries.opencorporates.com, we produce it with the World Bank. And it ranks countries in terms of how open they are when it comes to company information. So if you just have a browse through that and look at different countries, it's the most amazing thing. So you'll find things like Tonga does better than the US. And US is actually signed various like charters and are part of like a lot of coalitions which are about bringing more transparency. They're part of the open government partnership. But um, there are some states which are very opaque, like Delaware. It's called the gold mine. Everybody wants to know everything there is about Delaware, but you can't find out because they won't tell you. And uh, sometimes you have to pay an incredible amount of money to find even the most basic information. And Delaware, any major company, if you look at open corporates, you'll find its original company was registered in Delaware. Delaware is like a little tax haven in the US, so, or alleged tax haven in the US. So it's, it's amazing the kind of information you think you should have access to and don't. So these are the kind of problems that you face with open data. I don't know how much I'm doing for time. About six minutes. Six minutes, great, enough time. So I'm going to tell you about five challenges that you have with open data, and I'm going to talk about five opportunities. And then it would be great if you guys ask questions when we have a panel about it. So five challenges. First challenge, there is no data. So Germany, France. France is actually going to change that soon. But Germany, for instance, can't find out anything about Germany. And Germany, you know, as there's so many people that operate in Germany, you as a citizen can't find out anything about it. You as an NGO can't find something about it. You don't know which companies operate in Germany, who they're registered with, and who the directors are, who the shareholders are, nothing. Germany is a black hole. And so are many other, um, many other states uh, like uh, the tax havens, the traditional tax havens. You can't find anything out about them. And it's really important too. So there's one instance that the data doesn't exist at all. Second, you have data, but it's really locked down under uh, paywalls. Or you have to um, do a lengthy process of requesting information and then the government decides whether you are you can access that information or not. Third problem is bad data. Bad data is a big problem that we face. So we'll look at, we'll down, we'll, we'll, we have little programs called bots, which go and download data and they create that into open data so that our machines can read it. So the bots will download the data and we'll look at it and it's all messed up. And it's the kind of thing that is not always deliberate by the government, it's just collected badly. So it might be that they had stuff written on paper, which was then maybe later migrated, somebody typed it in. When people type, people make errors. Now how do you know a company that is orange O, uh, whether if that O is uh, small caps, if there's a difference, if the big O is the same as small O, if there's a, is, is orange space O, is orange space O the same thing as orange O? They registered on the same date. Can you know that? A lot of problems with that. Sometimes you have duplicate records. So um, same, same, same companies bring again and again. Now you don't know if that's an error or if that's the same thing. Uh, another problem with data is that the bad data that we get is sometimes like, so one of the biggest problems is addresses. There's no universal way of collecting addresses. So addresses are really difficult to map. Sometimes people will put in headquarter address, sometimes people will put in operation address. Like there's no way to know. And sometimes address is half filled. 
So again, you don't know, anytime you have anything on paper, it's a problem. And then when people start putting it on computer, even then it can be a problem if it's not properly monitored. So like the World Bank does some work on this in trying to advise governments on how to uh, record data in, in a way that is both conducive to business, so it creates a safe and uh, productive business environment. Because if your company wants to do, let's say, a merger with another company, you want to find out everything there is about that company. Because you might be doing a merger with them. And if you don't have open data, how do you know this person who claims to be, let's say, a director of that company isn't a director of a competitor of the same company? You can't do any of this research if you don't have access to it. So there is definite business case when it comes to companies um, submitting this information, governments collecting it, and then publishing it. Uh, corruption obviously is a big one, but there are business, business cases as well, and often government is really interested in the business case, because business grows the country. So, that is, well, I'm number three? Mm -hmm. Oh, good. So now number four. So that's two, minutes. two minutes. Okay, <laughs> quickly. Number four. The, the number fourth problem is that uh, when you have data, you can't connect it to other data sets. So, let's say you have data set from some countries produce uh, collect information on companies, but we now have identifiers. Big issue. So how do I know Herausen is the same Herausen as another Herausen? Like there, there could be two Herausens, right? Or could be connected to two different companies. If I don't know that that company has a company number or some other identifier which says this is a unique company, I can't connect them. So we have data sets from the US and we can now connect them to the Indian ones. So we can see which companies registered in India are actually operating who have a financial license in the US. Only way we are able to do this is because we have identifiers. We can see it's the same company. So that's the fourth problem. We don't have identifiers for many countries. And fifth problem is that when we have um, data is all sometimes siloed. So the other day, we didn't even know about this data set, which somebody just in passing sent to us the UK being the leader in open data, we had no idea that it existed. It's like this massive data set of all the transport-related uh, communication that uh, companies have. So whether they own trucks, vans, like assets that transport companies have. It's completely open. But nobody in the civil society knew about it because it was at one government website. And the CEO of Open Corporate, he just happened to meet him and the guy was like, oh, by the way, did you know that there's this data set? I haven't seen it open covers, and Chris was like, I've never seen this in past like six years, and nobody else has as well. So there are these little mines of data that are out there that nobody knows exist, and we need to collect them. So these are the, and let's talk about